0: At KPMG, our people make the difference. Combining the power of people and technology, we uncover brighter insights, innovate bolder solutions, and create better data-driven outcomes. KPMG. Make the difference. This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host, and this is episode 179. On the podcast this week, Ellie chats to Ben Greensmith from Tony's Chocolonely, a Dutch chocolate company on a mission to make 100% ethical chocolate. A chat about why the bars aren't split evenly into squares, the deeper meaning behind the fun name, and why it took going to court to start the company.
1: So hello, I'm here in Amsterdam with Tony's Chocolonely. Lonely. Tony's is a Dutch brand, but you're likely to recognise their bright packaging and Willy Wonka-style chunky bars as they came to the UK earlier this year. So Tony's was founded 14 years ago with the aim of making chocolate 100% slave free. And they follow five simple rules. Traceable beans, higher price, strong farmers, the long term and better quality and productivity. So I'm here with Ben today. So hello. Hello. So let's get back to 2005. What was the idea that sparked Tony's?
2: So um, I don't know how much you know about cocoa and where it comes from but um, cocoa you've got to think of like the cocoa value chain and where cocoa comes from as a, as a bit of an hourglass. On one hand, you've got most of the world's cocoa coming from two countries, Ivory Coast and Ghana, and there's millions of farmers there producing it. On the far side, you've got billions of consumers loving and eating the chocolate, and in the middle, you've got a handful of chocolate giants, and that's where all the power sits, and they keep the price of chocolate as low as possible, and that leads to inequality. And... Really quickly, you've got 2.1 million children today working in those two countries illegally uh, because the parents aren't getting paid enough. So they're denied an education. And in the worst cases, you've got 30,000 modern-day slaves making the chocolate. So these are issues that are really prevalent in the cocoa industry. And back in 2005, three journalists in Holland found these issues out and they wanted to see what was being done about it. So they actually... One of one of the, this was a TV program called Food, Food Unwrapped, and one of the three journalists was a guy called Turn Van der Kerken, and Tony is the international translation nice. for Turn. So, they he based Tony basically um, tried to speak to all the big chocolate giants, uh, so the big producers and the big brands, and find out what they were doing to clean up their acts. And he found mm. that no one was taking responsibility. So he decided. To take things a stage further. So he basically filmed himself eating a load of chocolate. And then he phoned the police and said, (laughs) if I know that cocoa is coming and there's forced labor in the value chain, I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. of that. And I'm eating chocolate, then I'm basically encouraging slavery. So you've got to come and arrest me. (laughs) So they then hung up on him. And he thought he was a crank, but he decided, he's, he's very persistent <laughs> nice. and it made great TV. But he, he was like, well, actually, I'm going to take things a step further. So the, then he hired a lawyer and he hired a lawyer to prosecute himself. And he went out to West Africa and he found three boys who had been trafficked from Burkina Faso and used as slaves on cocoa farms. And he got them to testify against him. Wow. And he basically took himself to court and prosecuted himself with the help of a lawyer. And the witness statements of these boys and he said look you've got to send me to jail because I'm actively fight by eating I'm actively financing um child labor and slavery mm-hmm. and he- he- here are my witnesses um but it got through the judge didn't throw him t- into jail but he said you've got a point but I can't I can't draw a link between the cocoa that these boys have produced mm-hmm. and the cocoa you've eaten and also um if I make an example of you then it's going to set a, Precedent for everyone Everyone's else gonna eat
1: chocolate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and
2: they're gonna have to send everyone in Holland to jail. <laughs> so, um, so, but off the back of that, Tony created a chocolate bar, um, what he cl- cl- called the world's first slave-free chocolate, in a really bright, alarming wrapper with Tony's Chocolate Lonely on it. Tony's because that's his name. It's chocolate, obviously, and then lonely because it's Tony fighting the lonely battle mm. against the big chocolate giants, and uh, Tony's was born as a bit of a PR stunt, but the first few thousand bars sold out in hours. So actually then we decided that if we're really going to change things in this industry and shine a light on the issues, mm. we'll show that there's a different way to make delicious chocolate. And um, that's what we've been doing ever since.
1: Wow, amazing. So did Tony ever go to these big chocolate giants and say, what, <laughs> what you are you doing? doing? Yeah. yeah,
2: he did. He That was his, uh, basically... Um, one of his f- the first things he wanted to do was go and speak, so he flew out to Lake Geneva mm. he went to the doors of Nestle's big fancy office out there. Uh, Barry Calabaugh, one of the, the biggest producers of, of of chocolate in the world, and, and he tried to have conversations with them at the time and say, "Look, what are you doing about it? What responsibility are you taking?" Yeah, no one was taking responsibility, so that's why he decided to take matters into his own into his own hands
1: so slave free is the focus isn't it um so have obviously you can't i know that it's a very long process to become slave free um and to call yourself 100% slave free what how have you done that basically
2: well, we w- we would never actually claim to be 100% slave free it happens that there are no instances of slavery on the cocoa farms and the farmers which we work with. Right. But slavery and child labour is a problem in the cocoa industry. And, and we want to inspire big companies to help us ensure that there is no more slavery on the cocoa farms.
1: So um, can you talk us through the five rules that you follow that we mentioned earlier? So the traceable beans, the higher price. Yeah.
2: So the biggest, the biggest problem... In the cocoa industry, is poverty. So it all goes back to poverty. So farmers aren't getting paid enough. You've got the big chocolate manufacturers and and producers, of which there are seven, making all the money. So what we do to readdress that balance is the first thing, we have 100% of our cocoa is traceable. So we know the conditions, the farms, we know where it's come from, and that's really, really important. Most of the world's cocoa comes from a big faceless pile, Mm. and that enables... Uh, the big companies to hide behind and not take responsibility for how it's produced. So the first thing is we have a fully traceable supply chain. The second thing is a higher price.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So if you look on the back of our pack, you'll see yeah. that it's got the Fairtrade logo. Yes. That's a great start. We are Fairtrade, um, but we then, Fairtrade doesn't go far enough. So we guarantee mm-hmm. the farmers that we work with a living income. So we pay the Fairtrade premium. Yeah. And then we pay the Tony's premium on top nice. of it. And that means in somewhere like the Ivory Coast, we're paying about 60% more mm. than the typical farm gate price. We only, the third area, we only work with what we call strong farmers. So we work with cooperatives. Oh, okay. At the moment, we have four in Ivory Coast, one in Ghana. We're bringing on two more in Ghana this year nice. because we're growing, which is great. Yeah. Um, we work with cooperatives because they're, they're basically empowered and they're stronger if they're together. Um, we work with them to diversify their crops as well. Mm-hmm. So whilst they improve productivity, it's important. Mm-hmm. We get better yields. We also work with them to, to, to decrease their dependency on cocoa should something go wrong. yeah. And then the fifth area is we have long-term agreements. So all of the cooperatives, the partners that we work with, have a five-year agreement, and that enables them mm-hmm. to plan for the long term, and that's important. Yeah. So those are our five sourcing principles. Only by doing those five things together can we guarantee the farmers a living income mm-hmm. and effectively help them get out of poverty. Yeah. That means they don't have to take their kids out of education because they can get enough money from the farms yeah. themselves. So they're not having to use their kids to, to do bad sure. stuff.
1: And so you mentioned uh, Ghana and the Ivory Coast. They're the two um, countries that you work with. Why Why those two?
2: So I didn't know this when I started at Tony's, but Mm -hmm. seventy percent of the world's cocoa comes from West Africa.
1: Seventy percent.
2: Seventy percent. Wow. So cocoa grows on trees. Yeah. um, But and those trees grow best around the equator, nice and hot and humid places. So most of the world's cocoa, seventy percent, comes from West Africa. Sixty percent comes from two countries: Ivory Coast. Ghana so more than yeah. half the world's cocoa just comes from those two countries yeah. and that's where the poverty is mm-hmm. and that's where the problems are with slavery and child labor so that's why we go there mm-hmm. because actually only by going there and facing in and addressing the issue yeah can we sort it
1: and how did you find those because there must be however many number of plantations out there how did you find the ones to start working with Really? yeah
2: well we work with cooperatives yeah so we look for the cooperatives that we can we can work with there are 2.5 million farms out there basically so um we we will only work with the cooperatives because it it basically encourages those guys to get together and and, and be stronger what's really interesting this year one of the so one of the co-ops that we are going to be working with now, yeah. um, they're, they're 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 small. They've only got three hundred farms. So we will take. We would want to try and take a mix because we want to show the big businesses that it's not just about one size or the. Yeah. You know, we we can work and we can build help a co-op build from pretty small beginnings to something much greater. Yeah. So we don't necessarily look for any. Uh, they just no, not a number, mm. but they have to be. They have to meet our standards. They have to yeah. be fair trade certified to begin with. Um, and we will give them one year trial as well so they'll have okay, a trial okay. and if they meet those standards and there's no problems and that, you know um, then we will move into a five-year agreement with them
1: nice and um, so along with the bold lettering and the like fun super colorful design the bars are unevenly divided if you haven't tried a tony's bar you should go out straight away and buy one and you'll see that they're not unevenly They are unevenly divided which I kind of love because it means that you're not judged for eating as much as you want I feel like there might be a deeper message to to that is there there is there is
2: so you're spot on we um we've never spent a penny on advertising and media and so um and we've grown now to the biggest brand in Holland but our bar tells the story of the unequal mm. nature of the cocoa industry in its purest form. So our bar is unequally divided because the cocoa industry is unequally divided. Uh, okay. And that's, as long as there's inequality, slave labour, uh, child labour in the, in the cocoa value chain, we will continue to make our bars that way. Oh, yeah. We've even actually hidden, as a little salute to our farmers, we've hidden a little map of West Africa. So wow. on the big bar, when you open it up and it's, you get... You get it's a beautiful it is a beautiful thing yeah a big bar of Tony's and you open it up in the bottom you've got the equator and then you've got uh, Ivory Coast, Ghana Togo, Benin wow. Nigeria, Cameroon just just hidden above the equator there and we actually had to merge Togo, Benin together because we have a whole hazelnut bar <laughs> and we couldn't get a, a hazelnut into it into them separately so we start the two countries I together. love
1: the the real issues of these you know things that's well, the thing is I'm so I'm in the Tony's office at the moment and it is as a company it seems it's super fun but very committed to the people and like being really like we just had a lunch downstairs that was amazing and it's so obviously it's an amazing brand that's doing amazing things but they're it is a real message. It's not just, they're not just doing this for the show of it. They no. mean it, don't they? Definitely. So um, when, when you're in the market against these massive chocolate brands, what what have been the biggest challenges you've faced? Because why, some people might be like, well, I could have this purple chocolate bar against this <laughs> red one. Why, what are the challenges?
2: Uh, the, the, the challenge for us is awareness. We want at the moment most people in the uk so two-thirds of people in the uk so we measure this every year Mm. aren't aware of the issues in the cocoa industry and that's the problem for us we want people to be aware of the of of the issues in the cocoa industry so the first thing we want to do is is make everyone aware of it and then people once they're aware people can make an informed choice um over here over here in holland You've got 70 percent awareness, so wow. most people are aware of the issues in the coco But we've been going for 14, 14 mm. years over here. next year is our 15th year so um, and, and look we're, we're, we, you know we're number one over yeah. here, but we want to grow and we want to change things in the UK and we want to change things in America and only by raising awareness of the issues and can, can we allow consumers, shareholders, employees to make an informed choice as to you know where their money is going and where their spend is going.
0: Stick around to hear more from Ellie and Ben about the fascinating story behind Tony's Chocolate.
1: And do you have feedback from consumers and people that have picked up the bar that they feel inspired by the story and they're like, actually, now, now I knew, know about what's going on in the cocoa industry. Now I'm always going to buy Tony's because you're doing such a great thing.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, we do. The, I, the thing is... It, the chocolate looks amazing, and mm. it's a, it's the it's, a, it's the mission. That's why we exist. We say we're an impact company that makes chocolate. So okay. making chocolate, making profit, making money isn't our goal, but it's a means to yeah. achieving our goal, which is 100 percent slavery chocolate worldwide. And once people, I. I once people open the bar and they find out about the chocolate and then they eat it and then they find out about the mission, people fall in love with it. Yeah. So we have 74% advocacy in the UK. So 74% wow. of people who are aware of Tony's or have tried Tony's yeah. recommend it to a friend. Yeah. And, that, and that's really important. Yeah. But still, even over in Holland here, um, only 11% are buying us just for the mission. So 89% okay. are buying us because... They just love delicious chocolate. It's just a
1: great bar of chocolate, yeah.
2: <laughs> and it tastes amazing. But yeah. it, to us, in a way, it doesn't really matter mm. because it just means there's much more traceable, sustainable cocoa mm. being traded in the world. And that's what we want to change.
1: And I know a lot of the, so you say the aim isn't to make money and a lot of any money that is made is just reinvested in the company, isn't it? To try to make build new things and open new places
2: is that right we work off so we work off lower levels of profit Mm -hmm. and and that's important so when we're paying more for our cocoa we're not spending on uh advertising and marketing it allows us to do the work that we're doing and guarantee the farmers that we're working with so about five and a half thousand farmers last year um, a a living income and that's really important for us we we are we are you know we are trying to change things so we uh, making people aware is really important, so we are going to be investing in a new factory over here in Holland. Okay. So on the outskirts of Amsterdam, um, it was approved last year, where we're, we're going to build a factory, and in that factory we're going to have a bit of the office space. Nice. We're going to do a bit of packaging, a bit of processing, and we want people to come and visit it. So we yeah. want half a million visitors a year, um, but because factories are boring. We're going to stick a roller coaster in it, and that's. I mean, gonna... <laughs> of
1: course, why would you not? <laughs> and that's
2: going to become the visitor centre for, for wow. Tony's, and that's going to allow us to just just another vehicle, yeah, and a way of just spreading the mission and engaging people, so that they can make those informed choices mm. as to what they're doing. So we've
1: just, well, I've just been to the Tony's Superstore, and it does feel like Willy Wonka in real life. Even the bar, it's kind of you unwrap it; it's got the gold wrapper, um. And then in the superstore, you can make your own bar. So you can choose whichever flavours, type of chocolate, and then you can watch it being made, which is just a joy. Um, but so obviously the flavours are amazing as well. You've got everything from like almond, honey, nougat, to popping candy. And the aesthetics are very fun and upbeat. Why, why kind of that contrast when the message is so serious?
2: Uh, for, for, for that exact reason, we okay. want to make delicious chocolate, um, and we want we want our bars to be impactful. We don't spend on advertising and marketing, so it's really important that you know people look at it and, and look at it. It's fun chocolate. It's delicious chocolate, and it is the total opposite of the message mm. and the mission. And if that draws people in, and then they learn about the mission, then 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 so be it. But that that original bar and the original wrapper, which is now you know so many people love was created by our head of design who's who's a guy called clink who did a favor for the tv program and he designed it in i think it was like (gasps) five to ten minutes wow and so uh yeah so and then you have obviously color variations and deviations of the now kind of classic tony's chocolate only logo so
1: there's a bit of a story behind the first bar isn't there because it's red it's a red packaging but it's Dark chocolate or milk is the reverse milk. of what you find, yeah. so I guess that kind of threw people off to start with, didn't it? They were expecting well, that's the it. That we,
2: we've always done things differently, so no, <laughs> yeah. no one would. So, so over in Holland at the time that we launched, off the back of the TV program, mm. um, all of all of the milk chocolate was in a blue wrapper, so we launched it in a red wrapper, and it's Great. there to <laughs> grab your attention yeah. and, and 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 shout. And we always, you know, no one will ever tell you it's a good idea to share your sourcing principles. Mm. And that's what we do. We share our sourcing principles. We want more people to copy it. No one will tell you it's a great idea to make an uneven bar, <laughs> but we, we did it. You we, did it. We did it in 2012 and we got a flurry of complaints with people who, <laughs> who have said that for, you know, for years they've lived in perfect harmony and then you know if you're you've got,
1: throwing out all structure
2: yeah and you've got two kids or three kids <laughs> then suddenly how do you because no two pieces are the same so how do you then Split share it. a bar you can't so no. um but so we've had to tell people over time why we're doing it and then once we tell them they get it but we always say like just give them a bar each and yeah send, send it <laughs> for a run afterwards a bar, it's yeah. great.
1: and so each year as well there's like seasonal specials i know there's about three different ones and then i think people the general public can vote and one gets kept each year yeah. um, what's what is your favorite bar of Chinese?
2: my f- absolute favorite bar is the caramel and sea salt okay which is the orange bar it's the best seller in it's the best-selling bar in the whole of holland wow. right across all chocolate bars um, it outsells the next best-selling one two to one which is also ours wow. it's our best-selling one in the uk it's the best-selling one in america it's amazing it's it's just oh, it's just so good mm. i have to i have to kind of limit myself because what does i start <laughs> I, I can i can do a whole bar um but you've got uh, yeah you get crunchy caramel and then you get this massive hit of sea salt mm. as well and it's really high cocoa content uh we only use cocoa butter there's no palm oil okay. yeah it's delicious
1: yeah so when we were making our own bars actually, earlier um i i tried a few of everyone and we um we tried the coffee one and again they were saying that the coffee beans that are used in that are only it's only the best basically isn't it yeah in is that the case for all the ingredients yeah in all the bars yeah
2: we um we we limit our impact on the environment mm. uh, we only use natural ingredients uh, so whilst we are really single-minded in our mission to make chocolate all and inspire big chocolate companies and the big guys out there to change the way they're sourcing while that's our primary mission 100 slave-free chocolate everywhere else we will limit our our impacts Mm. on the environment it's stuff we don't talk about too much but we we offset all of our carbon emissions so all of our bars are carbon neutral um Mm. we offset our shipping costs to america uh the the co2 from shipping um, we we basically pay to offset that um there's no plastic on our big bars our small bars uh FSE certified paper. So wherever possible, we want to make sure we're doing the right thing. Mm. And that but that's a bit of a byproduct for us. Yeah. To, which is, you know, trying to inspire the industry to change for the better.
1: And whose job is it to come up with these flavour combinations? Because like the whole design, it's very fun. And the flavour combinations are like that as well. the thing there's popping handy and freeze-dried raspberry and a white chocolate bar. Which we They're just launched. Very in like ch- like a fun child friend I no, you're not advertising to children but it is it kind of excites the inner child in you doesn't it where who comes up with all these we have ideas? a team here that
2: do that in-house okay. so, um, everything is done in-house mm. um, and she, she actually yeah, was in the finals of MasterChef in Holland
1: ah. so she's really
2: creative uh, and she comes up with some stuff that you'd think on paper yeah but then you try it, and it's like wow like the, the white chocolate mm. raspberry and popping candy we just launched in the UK about four months ago, um, it was in a bright pink wrapper. And that had, that was the most requested bar that we get from people who have seen it over here.
1: Oh, really? And even if you
2: don't like white chocolate, mm. which can be really sweet. Yeah. It's really delicious because it's offset. The sweetness is offset by like the freeze, freeze-dried. freeze Yeah, raspberry. kind
1: of tangy, aren't they, almost? Yeah. yeah. And then you get
2: smacked in the face with um, some popping candy. Popping candy,
1: amazing. Yeah. Do you ever get people coming to you and being like, you should make this chocolate bar I want? pineapple and all the time black pepper <laughs>
2: yeah all the time <laughs> really and, uh, yeah just, I write them down I'm polite and I send it over <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, here you go create this <laughs> none of
2: them have made it so far and I and when I was in the kitchen doing my chocolate bar yeah I, th- I, I yeah I, I I thought it was going to be amazing what and, uh, what
1: goes in what did you put in yours uh, I, I
2: kind of did what I thought I've got a nine-year-old boy
1: okay a
2: nine-year-old son called Archie and I kind of did what I thought he would like nice um, and I, I took it back for him and I tried it and I think he was being polite he, he,
1: he said <laughs> it, was, it was up there
2: but yeah no it was it um, it was it was a bit of a mess
1: <laughs> at least you can create another one exactly it's never ending really isn't it yeah. and apparently now in the Netherlands in Amsterdam you can even do it online you can personalise your bar and then go and pick it up which is amazing service you personalize
2: your bar and you can personalize your wrapper as well
1: wow that is great So, there any other exciting things happening for tony's in the pipeline that we haven't already mentioned
2: we've got loads that i can't tell you about at the moment. Um, today is the day of our annual fair
1: yeah can you talk us through a bit about this because i think when i first heard it i was like fair what what in what term are we talking about this what is it
2: so again it's 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 we what we want to do is raise awareness mm. of the issues so we call it we call it tony's unfair as in Funfair, but it's unfair and yes. and it's it's a bit like our annual general meeting but what we do is we last year we had five thousand people who bought wow. tickets to come and hear and kind of share our stories mm. and find out what we've been up to but also the stuff that hadn't gone so well. And then we share our plans for the year ahead. Um, and then we have a few live acts and some talks. We celebrate the best the best farmers and the best cooperatives and we, mm-hmm. we reward them. Um, and then we will have a few drinks in the evening. So it's a bit, it's an AGM, but in a t- truly Tony's way. And one of our values is we want to make people smile. Mm. And it goes back to, you know, just being the counter of a really serious mission, just doing it doing things in quite a nice way that engage people yeah and uh yeah so that's our uh that's our tony's fair and then everything we do we're so transparent is published online as well Mm. so you can you can go onto our website and you can read about what we've done what we haven't done uh, and what our plans are for the year ahead
1: yeah and it is i've actually been read up on that and it's it's done in a very digestible way so it's not It's not like you're saying, oh, there's all this information you can read, but you won't actually understand it. You can. And there's like a handy little timeline. You can go and learn all about the history. So yeah, it's really accessible as well, which is great. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you so much, Ben. That was great. Um, And our... Olive Magazine Christmas Issue is out now and if you head to M&S and Waitrose you will actually get a free bar of Tony's chocolate in Selected Issues while stocks last. So I suggest everyone runs to the shops now and picks up a copy. Thank you.
2: Thanks very much.
0: So that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you like this episode please review and rate us. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to find out more information on things in this episode you can visit our website olivemagazine.com You can pick up a copy of our Bumper Christmas issue on the newsstand now or go and download the app version. Bye for now and we'll be back next week with more food and drink chat.